Hi guys, this is Fiona from IELTS Exam Training Courses and Members Academy. Today I'm doing a reading, Passage 2, um, just because it's an absolutely fantastic example of what the perfect IELTS reading could be. Um, what do I mean by that? Well, it's really interesting. It's just a really, really interesting story. In the exam, you might just want to sit back, relax and read it purely out of interest. Um, the second reason is almost every other word is a fantastic IELTS word. Um, you know my list of keywords. Well, almost all of them related to the environment and animals are actually in this text, so it's brilliant. The other thing about this text is that it has three sets of questions. So it has multiple choice, then um, gap fill with answers, and then yes, no, not given. And not only do they all go in perfect order, they're all actually limited to the, the text structure, which is divided into, say, three basic parts. Um, so it's very easy to follow and to find where you need to be and it has a title. The title is called Bring Back the Big Cats. So the subtitle, which is even more useful, helps you understand that. It says, it's time to start returning vanished native animals to Britain, says John Vesty. So the writer is John Vesty, I guess, and the topic is about rewilding. So that's a key word. They introduce it and they define it in the text. They say rewilding means the mass restoration of damaged ecosystems. And I think it's a fascinating topic and this focuses on the idea of bringing back the big cats. The big cats, you might think tigers and lions, but this one focuses on the lynx. Now, I don't know much about this topic specifically, but I think there's the Iberian lynx in Spain, am I right? Which is endangered or they've reintroduced it and they've tried to protect it and it's thriving. If you know more about that, please do let me know. I, I would be very interested to know. But this subtitle tells us it's all about Britain and they're trying to return vanished native animals to Britain. Even there, you know, you've got the native animals, um, which is a key word, in contrast with introduced um, or invasive species, introduced animals which were brought from a different area. Um, so these animals have vanished from Britain, but a lot of people are arguing that they should be reintroduced. And this text really gives the reasons why that would be a good idea. And you can tell that from the, the subtitle saying it is time to start. Um, that tells us that they think it's a good idea or the writer thinks this is a really good idea. So 
just even for listening purposes, um, this is good for you. And I've noticed more and more people joining my courses who really just want to learn English. And IELTS is a good way of learning English because it pushes you so much. Um, pushes you outside of your comfort zone and kind of practices every area of the language. So I'm going to quickly go through this uh, reading because I think in itself it is really useful. So the paragraph, the first paragraph gives us a bit of background into the links and they thought it died out 6,000 years ago but um, they found evidence that maybe there was an animal called the Lewin um, in poetry and stuff. They've heard about this Lewin and they didn't know what it was. And they've realised that the Lewin is actually the lynx. So they're quite shocked that the lynx was still in the UK in about 600 AD. They thought it had become extinct or had died out in Britain 6,000 years ago. So already we have this excitement that, you know, new evidence, um, they found bones and um, they found evidence that the uh, lynx was in Britain. Then it goes on um, to talk about the idea of bringing it back and it introduces the topic of rewilding. And it applies this topic to other areas. So, for example, letting trees return to places that have been denuded. What a fantastic word. You probably know deforestation, um, uh, clearing trees, cutting trees down, logging. But this one is nice. Uh, places that have been denuded, really stripped of trees. Also, it talks about allowing parts of the seabed to recover from trawling and dredging. So again, this idea, you know, that we've taken too much out of the sea, we've, we've overfished and the methods that we use are terrible, trawling and dredging, um, you know, taking, damaging basically the seabed. Um, and it then brings in the fact that if you bring back missing species, such as large predators, it has an important effect on the ecosystem. Large predators actually influence the ecosystem, um, bringing in more creatures and adding to the food chain, it says here, um, the species that otherwise would struggle to survive. Um, so it says the killers turn out to be bringers of life. So I've seen a documentary about this, about how if you introduce a predator, other species thrive. But in Britain, of course, typical, um, Britain has done the wrong thing, according to this. They've tried to stop things from changing. It's tried to preserve the living world as if it were a jar of pickles, letting nothing in and nothing out. The writer suggests that this was not a good idea because of the importance of these large predators. 
Really, British people really panic whenever there's any talk of reintroducing a species. On the news uh, this week, uh, they talked about two golden eagles that were protected and tracked um, somewhere in Scotland, and then they suddenly disappeared, and they suspect that they were shot and hunted because people fear this change, you know. But uh, hopefully it will happen. So... They talk about the benefits also at sea. Um, that if we protect large areas from commercial fishing, we could once more see what we saw in the 18th century, which was huge um, shoals of fish being chased by whales. And this would boost, actually boost catches in the surrounding areas. Um, so it would be good for the fishing industry. I don't quite understand that, but that's what it says. Um, and then finally, it says actually rewilding is a, a good example that it's it's actually different from your average campaign. Most campaigns say um, what they are against, but this campaign says what they are for, what they agree with, what they think would be good. Then it changes a little bit. It goes to the links specifically and it talks about how the links, well, it talks about its hunting habits. It says it's no threat to human beings um, because it's a specialist predator. It only um, kills certain types of deer in certain types of forests. So it says this kind of matches the idea of bringing back forests to some parts of Britain. Um, also, because the lynx lives in these deep forests, it does not attack sheep or other livestock, keyword there, um, because it, it doesn't hunt in the open, apparently. It hunts in the forest where the deer are. Um, so... It's taking away any objections people might have. Also, it then goes on to talk about um, if the trees are returned, then soon cats could also be returned. And this has been successful in certain places like the Jura Mountains, the Alps, the Vosges in France, where I used to live. That was my first teaching job, God, 30 years ago. And what else? So they say this has been really successful and they've also mentioned how this could be good for tourism if we protect this kind of unusual wildlife rather than hunt it. And this is happening almost everywhere except Britain, unfortunately. And if you've seen the shocking images this week of British Brexit politicians in the European Parliament turning their backs while they played the anthem of the European Parliament. It makes me very embarrassed and ashamed to see how Britain tries to <sighs> be different from everybody else and is not succeeding. Anyway, finally, uh, there's the conclusion saying that attitudes are beginning to change. So that's the reading and it's an important one. And let's look at the questions now one by one.
Okay, there are five multiple choice questions. They go in perfect order and they start with a date so it's easy to find. Question 14 says, what did the 2006 discovery of the animal bone reveal about the lynx? So you go to the text, you quickly find, um, it says the 2006 find is compelling evidence that the lynx um, and the lewin were the same animal. If this is so, it would bring forward the cat's estimated extinction date by roughly 5,000 years. So basically this find meant that they changed their mind about when it became extinct. So what does it say? A. Its physical appearance was very distinctive. Well, that's true, but that's not what they found out with this animal bone. B. Its extinction was linked to the spread of farming. Well, it mentions um, that they presumed that the cat had died out in Britain 6,000 years ago before the inhabitants took up farming. So farming is mentioned, but there's no link between that and its extinction. C. It vanished from Britain several thousand years ago. Well, no, that's the opposite. The, the find proved that it didn't vanish several thousand years ago. So the answer has to be D. It survived in Britain longer than was previously thought. Synonyms for that? Well, previously thought it was presumed to have died out in Britain 6,000 years ago. We've talked about the word assumed before and presumed is very similar. It's something that you believe to be true based on some evidence. So previously thought it was presumed to have died 6,000 years ago, but it survived longer. It says it would bring forward the extinction date by 5,000 years. So it survived longer than they had thought. 14 question is D. 15. What point does the writer make about large predators in the third paragraph? So skip the second paragraph. Don't bother reading it now. Skip to the third paragraph. What point does the writer make about large predators? Well, let me read them to you and see if you can guess now after my summary. A. Their presence can increase biodiversity. B. They may cause damage to local ecosystems. C. Their behaviour can alter according to the environment. D. They should be reintroduced only to areas where they were native. I guess you can guess from that that the answer is A. Their presence can increase biodiversity. So remember we talked about the positive reasons to reintroduce the predator and it said um, 
One of the most striking findings of modern ecology is that ecosystems without large predators behave in completely different ways from those that retain them. Some of them drive dynamic processes that resonate through the whole food chain, creating niches for hundreds of species that might otherwise struggle to survive. So there's the answer. They can increase biodiversity. B is wrong. They do not cause damage to local ecosystems. In fact, the opposite See, there's no mention about their behaviour changing according to the environment. And D, there's no recommendation about where they should be reintroduced. Next paragraph, question 16, it actually says, what does the writer suggest about British conservation in the fourth paragraph? So what does it say about British conservation? A, it has failed to achieve its aims. B, it is beginning to change direction. C, it has taken a misguided approach. D, it has focused on the most widespread species. All right, well, we can discount D, but I could see why A, B and C might be tricky. A, it has failed to achieve its aims. Well, there's lots of negative language here, but actually what it wanted to do was to preserve the wildlife. And that's what it did, really. It preserved the living world, um, but it just didn't make any progress. So it's not A. The aims were to preserve the living world, and that's what it did, but it kept it too similar. B, it is beginning to change direction. Well, that comes up in the last paragraph, but not in the fourth paragraph. So it has to be C, it has taken a misguided approach. Um, this is clear in the writer's opinion that it has tried at great effort and expense to prevent things from changing. Um, but the writer then says, but ecosystems are not just collections of species. They are dynamic and there are ever-shifting relationships. So the writer really criticises Britain's attempt to keep everything the same. So the answer 16 is C. Question 17. Protecting large areas of the sea from commercial fishing would result in... Um, okay, so you've got four choices. A, practical benefits for the fishing industry. B, some short-term losses to the fishing industry. C, widespread opposition from the fishing industry. And D, certain changes to techniques within the fishing industry. So what do you think? given the summary, we talked about the sea. Um, it says that at sea, the potential is even greater. If we protect large areas, we could see vast shoals of fish being chased by whales. So 
this mean this would this would boost the catches in the surrounding areas so that means um this would have practical benefits for the fishing industry and it actually says that um because they try right because the fishing industry tried to fish everything leaving no breeding reserves it was damaging its own interests but if they stop commercial fishing they'll get more predators which will boost the catches so the answer there is a you'd think it might bring short term losses but that is not mentioned in the text so it's not b and there's no mention of opposition that's c Mm, D says certain changes to techniques within the fishing industry. It doesn't really mention techniques. No, it doesn't. Last multiple choice is question 18. According to the author, what distinguishes rewilding from other environmental campaigns? A. Its objective is more achievable. B. Its supporters are more articulate. C. Its positive message is more appealing. Or D. It is based on sounder scientific principles. Alright, so which one of those could you discount? Well, it doesn't mention scientific principles. doesn't mention how articulate its supporters are does mention no it doesn't it says oh it does mention it says in which campaigners articulate ah that's different meaning okay articulate has two meanings one you say what you mean and b you are good at saying what you mean so forget that it's a trick the answer is c its positive message is more appealing appealing means people like it and it says one of the reasons why the enthusiasm for rewilding is spreading so quickly in Britain is that it helps to create a more inspiring vision than the green movement's usual promise, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so it's positive messages, what we want to see, not what we are against. So 18 is C. All right, let's move on now to... Ah, okay. The gap fill with answers and yes, no, not given. Okay, this gap fill um, has a title, but it doesn't help us that much. But we know where we are in the text now. We're coming to the second part um, where it specifically focuses on the links. So the title is Reintroducing the Links to Britain. And it says there would be many advantages to reintroducing the links to Britain. It says, while there is no evidence that the links has ever put m in danger, it would reduce the numbers of certain m whose populations have increased enormously in recent decades. So we're looking for what it has never put in danger and what would it reduce the numbers of? So remember we talked about it's a specialist predator. It only kills certain types of deer. It's called the roe deer. 
a species that has exploded, exploded meaning massively increased in Britain in recent decades. It will also eat the seeker deer, an exotic species that is almost impossible for human beings to control. So two deers, but in the choices there are no deers. So you've only got wild animals or farm animals um, for, for what it would reduce the numbers of. So of course the answer for 20 is D. It would reduce the numbers of wild animals, which are the deer. And what has it never put in danger? Well, a pretty simple one there. It's the humans. It has never attacked a human. It says no threat to human beings. There is no known instance of one preying on people. Preying, P-R-E-Y, not A-Y. Preying meaning killing. Okay, so that's 19 and 20. Now, 21, it says it would present only a minimal threat to something, provided they were kept away from lynx habitats. So what do we know that it would present a minimal threat? It says in the text, it presents little risk to sheep and other livestock. So sheep and other livestock, you've got the choice. Wild animals, endangered species, or farm animals? Well, of course, the answer is farm animals. Finally, it says, furthermore, the reintroduction program would also link efficiently with initiatives to return native something to certain areas of the country. Well, we've already said wild animals and farm animals. Um, the choices you've got, oh, and humans. So you've only got these three choices left. You've got trees, endangered species or hillsides. So we're looking at what do they want to return native something to certain areas of the country. And you can see that in the next paragraph it says the links could be reintroduced if trees return to the bare hills in Britain the cats could soon follow. So it's all about the trees. That is answer 22, returning native trees to the hillsides. Finally, yes, no, not given. There are four questions. Question 23. Britain could become the first European country to reintroduce the links. What do you think? What would you guess? Well, from my summary, I did mention that they introduced the links in the Vosges in France and the Harz Mountains in Germany. So the answer is no, it's not the first European country. So we've got a very clear no, there are other countries. So it's the opposite of the first. Question 24, the large growth in the European link population has exceeded conservationists' expectations. 
Now, remember, exceeded means more than. So the population growth is more than what they expected. So there's a comparison. What does it say? It says the European population has tripled to roughly 10,000. Is there a comparison there? No, it says it has tripled. So yes, of course, it has increased. There's been a large growth, but we don't know what the conservationists were expecting. We don't know if this was more than they expected or less. We just do not know. So the answer is not given. Question 25. Changes in agricultural practices have extended the habitat of the lynx in Europe. Changes in agricultural practices. Have they changed the way that they farm and has this made the habitat, increased the habitat? So it says the lynx has been able to spread as farming has left the hills. That's it. I don't know why, but farming has left the hills. So they no longer farm on hills. Agricultural practices have changed and therefore the habitat of the lynx has spread. So the answer is yes, synonym for spread is extended in this context. Final question 26. It has become apparent that species reintroduction has commercial advantages. Uh, commercial advantages, what would you think? Well, yes, of course it does. So go and find the evidence. People discover it is more lucrative, keyword lucrative, it makes more money to protect wildlife than to hunt it, as tourists will pay for the chance to see it. So yes, reintroduction does have commercial advantages. So that is it. That is the fantastic reading from Testbook 8 that I have been using today. Um, you can stop listening now if you want to, but there is so much vocabulary in this. I just can't let it go. Um, so I'm going to go through some of the key vocabulary. Feel free to just stop if you want to. Um, right, so bring back the cats, return, reintroduce. Uh, they were native animals, native, they were originally from or born in Britain. Um, the inhabitants of Britain means the British people, they took up farming. So remember before they were hunter-gatherers and then they took up farming. That's in a listening we did recently about Neolithic Ireland. There's compelling evidence, evidence proof. Um, then it talks about restoration, rewilding, restoring things, um, damaged ecosystems, um, denuded areas of land where the trees have been taken down, um, allowing the seabed to recover from trawling and dredging, so that's commercial fishing, permitting rivers to flow freely, 
bringing back missing species, um, modern ecology, ecosystems, predators. So predators are the big animals which kill the little ones, like the cat and the mouse, kind of. Um, the food chain, um, species that struggle to survive. Uh, British conservation has tried to prevent things from changing. They want to preserve the living world, but they keep nature in a state of arrested development. It hasn't developed. Um, this ecosystem depends on large predators. At sea, of course, we should protect large areas from commercial fishing, this fishing uh, for money, for food, huge trawlers. Um, then it talks about the policy of reducing that would boost, meaning increase the catches of fish and the fishing industry would benefit it from it because before they left no breeding reserves they left no place for fish to breed um, then they talk about environmental campaigners um, and their vision and the green movement then they talk about the threat of the links to humans and how it preys it's a predator on special deers, a species that has exploded, massively increased. And because these have increased, this means it's been difficult to re-establish forests. Um, there's this Sika deer, which is an exotic species, means it's come from elsewhere, it's invasive maybe, it's been introduced, humans can't control it. Um, so this would be good to bring a predator, to bring back the forests. And remember that the lynx presents little risk, synonym for threat, to sheep and other livestock. Even mentions farm subsidies, where the government gives farmers extra money to uh, breed animals. Oh, last paragraph talks about conservationists want to reintroduce the lynx. Talks about the link with trees again. Talks about the population has tripled. Um, how lucrative it is to protect wildlife rather than to hunt it. Uh, tourists will pay. And finally, final paragraph. Mm, what does it say? Okay, talks about reintroducing the rarest of species to British ecosystem, which is hope. That's interesting. Okay, so loads and loads of fantastic vocabulary there. And of course, a really interesting text. Um, I aim to put that on my website quite soon. I've been busy with the vocabulary challenge, I'm afraid. It's been the third month now. And this, because I promise to make it better each time, this month there's a daily Facebook Live where you can ask questions and I give you tips. So that's an added bonus on top of everything else that you get 
in the vocabulary course. It's not too late to start. You can start it anytime and you work at your own pace. You get one lesson a day, one task a day, one reading, one listening, one speaking, one writing, one learning link to try out and one set of vocabulary, one worksheet, um, one glossary. Yes, that's the minimum you get. There's other things as well. All right. Thanks very much for listening. Keep working hard and keep enjoying what you're doing. Find your passion in learning the new language and finding it interesting rather than a chore, I think. I know that's hard, but try to find your passion in the stories and in the language and that will really really help you keep moving forward thanks ever so much for listening again see you next week bye 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 bye